We could give this stuff away. What? Are you crazy? To people who need it. But we could have anything we wanted. Right. You could be rich. Yeah. Rich and lonely millionaires. With everybody else dead. Like I said, who asked you? Welcome to Series 2, Episode 2 of Conversation on Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Sabine. Hi. Maggie. Hi. Carlin. Hello. And a very warm welcome to our guest podcast for today, Chad. Hello, how are you guys doing? With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So, Series 2, Episode 2, it was, the screenplay was done by Mike Kenny. It was directed by Costa Boats, and the episode synopsis will be read out by Maggie. The tribe returns to the mall only to find an unwelcome guest lurking in the shadows. Elsewhere, Bray tries to convince a mistrustful Danny of his motives, while Ebony attempts to lure Lex back to the dark side. With the antidote in their possession, the Mallrats face a dilemma over sharing it with the rest of the city. But without the formula to be able to produce more, have they only earned themselves a temporary reprieve? Okay, panel, let's jump right into the most important topic first, Tai-san. So after having been banished to scout around for sleeping arrangements by Ebony, Tai-san instead combs through drawers within the government building, which is how she comes across several top-secret files marked Project Moondust, Atlantis, and Eagle Mountain. So I've got quite a few questions here, panel, but the immediate one first. Like, does it not kind of feel that Tai-san was purposely looking for the files here? Because the way it was filmed, it kind of suggested that she was looking for these on purpose and wasn't looking for, like, supplies. Well, how would you feel about that? It was definitely obvious that she had ulterior motives. I don't know what those motives were, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it definitely seemed like she wanted to get to it before everybody else could. Um, and, yeah, it was just uh, really, really suspicious. I agree. It was very suspicious. And I do think it was specifically the formula she was looking for, which makes sense because it's something she would think of. It's not the first thing that would pop to Ebony or Lex's mind, but it is something that would come to her mind. If there's something made, people have probably written down a recipe. Yeah, I think Tizan, again, I think she would make a great villain in some type of comic book atmosphere because I deep, I believe deep down the way she thinks is she wants people to believe what she's saying, even if it's wrong. And I think a lot of the times throughout the entire series, she knows she's wrong, but she'll never admit it. So any type of proof or evidence she can have or any type of leverage where in this instance, her getting her hands on the antidote of the formula, uh, and just try to manipulate it in some form to where people can trust her a lot more or believe in the, I guess, what is it? Like hip, hip, hippie talk that she normally says, the spiritual talk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I think. I think she's like a grade, probably like a grade B Batman villain in the, in the making. <laughs> I wouldn't say a villain per se, but I could definitely agree with some of what you say. For sure. She yeah. definitely likes to have that that one up, that you know, upper hand. She's an anti-villain. Yeah, she, she's in the dark side somewhere. I'm not sure who she's working for, but I still think she's up to something for someone else. That, that was always suspicious to me, and since we don't really know much of her backstory, this is something she could have been looking for uh, the, like the entire time. I've always felt that uh, when she went snooping, looking for stuff regarding the virus and the antidote, whatever else is behind it. 
that she's doing it for some form of leverage to work into her favor later. Um, why they didn't continue on with something like that, I don't know, but um, but no, definitely suspicious and definitely out for herself on that one. If you have the knowledge, you can use it later for personal gain. Yeah. And she's always really been into everything for herself. Yeah, knowledge is power. Yeah, it is a weird one for me because Tyson is so, or she comes across as so spiritual. So mm-hmm. for her to suddenly go, oh yeah, I'm I'm going to not forget the antidote. I'm going to find the formula to the antidote. It's it's just so suspicious to me. I, it, yeah. I don't know. You know, she does her herbal stuff all the time, you know, these herbal remedies. And maybe she knows that, of course, it's just going to be some some ingredients thrown together. And if she can get the tribe believing that she's their only hope, their only answer, you know, that they have to look to her to do all this, then, I mean, it's just really, I, I can't see a good reason for Tysan to be doing what she's doing. Yeah basically <laughs> that's it that's where that's what it boils down to like how do you justify this other than there being yeah. ulterior motives um, i've always felt that uh that Tyson and danny has something in common that was never is never explored i think that um Tyson's background has some uh has something to do with knowledge of what was going on in these government facilities and potentially like danny's trying to hide the truth mm. Mm. That's interesting. More theories. Well, I never thought of that. I mentioned earlier that we do not know Tyson's backstory. They don't delve into it like they do no, with they don't. the other characters. She just showed up, got everybody's trust in the mall, and only quickly violated with so many people. But we don't know anything else about her. <gasps> do we know anything about her at all? No. Nothing Oops. from her. That's the thing. Nothing. Okay, I have a theory. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... I think one of you mentioned there was some type of uh, fan theory or some type of um, fan fiction about Tizan being a spy. Because mm-hmm. now it makes sense. <laughs> she was working for Ram the whole time. <laughs> you mean my crazy theory? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, like that. That now I've never like exactly heard that theory, but now that you guys are saying it, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I can see it. I can see it, and <laughs> it explains things in season yeah. five. And that's all I'm gonna say. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. That's I say as the bringer of the events of season four and five. <laughs> Look how seamlessly she went into the technos without. I know, um, that's what I'm saying. Okay, but anyway, but, season yeah, two. Season two, right now. <laughs> and, and hence that kind of backs my theory that in her in her backstory, she knows what's going on or somebody in her family is also responsible for these events. It's possible. I mean, because we know absolutely nothing now that you, you guys mention it. Like, I'm like, what is her backstory? She magically she, came there. She just showed up in the forest to, to save Chloe? Hmm. Right place, right time. Well, we know she needs glasses, but then somehow doesn't need glasses anymore. Mm-hmm. I just now realized that today that we don't know squat about Tyson's backstory. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I n- nothing. That, that's an interesting thought, actually, Chad. Because I, I hadn't actually thought about that before. Um, I, like I always thought, obviously, that the virus story, like scientist storyline, was going to be given to Amber before she left the show. But it, it, they could have. Tried, they could have actually had Ty San be part of that, mm-hmm. but then dropped it when they introduced Danny. I mean, 
That's yeah. an interesting thought. I, yeah. So many. I, I also things. like. I know. I know it's getting a little ahead, but like, I, I, if I recall, really in season two, there's not a lot of interaction between Danny and Tyson, and potentially, no. Maybe they knew each other and they were intentionally avoiding contact. Yeah, what little interaction we do see is not good. Like, there's definitely some animosity between the two. Mm-hmm. And it's not over Bray, the other girl. It sure seems like it's over Bray, though. It's always over Bray. Anyway. But it, but it could also be that Tyson and Danny know each other from, I don't know, gatherings with their parents or whatever, and they just intentionally don't no talk. theories, theories, yeah, theories. Danny would have said something to Bray eventually, though. Eventually, but maybe she was taken away. Hmm. Yeah, she was taken away and disappeared before she could, or since she's already hidden a bunch of secrets from Bray, what's one more got to hurt? <laughs> that is true. I mean... I think we can all agree. They definitely kind of feels like they were setting something up, but then mm-hmm. yeah, drops yeah. It absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah drop the ball as they do with a lot of things in season two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can we mention there's like an Easter egg for the? I posted on like the Facebook page. I was like, is this talking about Atlantis High? <laughs> That's made by the same company that makes oh, it uh, the might... tribe. Well, this is way way I before, mean, but yeah, way before that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, Jack's still so very young in this show, and he was definitely a lot older in that one. I did have theories about Project Atlantis, though. Uh, I have my theories on all three projects. Mm. Yeah, but if you think about Project Atlantis and the things we see in the first book about the boats and everything, yeah, I always uh, wondered if that was connected. We won't mention too Maybe. much of the books, because I know everyone has not read it yet. But Oh, yeah. What should yeah? What, let's, let's stick with that. What's your general thoughts about what the, each of the projects could be? I mean, Atlantis definitely indicates maybe water, you know, an underground facility somewhere. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, for for me, what I feel, what I feel, you know, uh, it was was uh, was that there were three different projects all coincided. Uh, Gus is the one that we hear that video in a later episode. Um, I think what the other two were, I think like the other two were other halves of the projects at each location. Like, I'm going to say where they found uh, a version of the antidote um, in, in, in episode two, the one we're talking about. Uh, you know, that that's the start of the project. Atlantis is, can we clean up what we've done? And Eagle Mountain, potentially, we're all going to convene for shelter and go underground in case things went awry. And each each location has a version of the antidote to see which one would work. So everybody quarantined well, yeah. these versions. But I think it was a three-part project, and each mm. each facility, like Moondust, Atlantis, and Eagle Mountain, were all facilities uh, that had different parts to play in this experiment gone awry that just wiped out the world. I always wondered, though, if, you know, we have Moondust... And we have the people who went off in the satellite with the satellite and everything mm-hmm. who tried to look for salvation yeah. outside of the planet. And well, the, all the people on the boats for Atlantis. So I yeah. always assumed it was just that. Yeah. And they, you know, they definitely say that there's antidotes in different cities throughout yeah. the, you know, like, so yeah, I mean, both theories kind of work. Okay. I got a theory. It's a legit one too. Tizan is a spy. Yeah. Which is why she's been trained in martial arts and sneaking okay. around. Uh-huh. And I guarantee she knows how to kill a man in 
20 different ways. <laughs> so I think she was working for Ram and Ram told her about his father because we all know Ram's father was like some type of scientist or whatever. Do we all know that? And he told her, or, we, or maybe we don't know that. He told her about different operations about um, what happened at Eagle Mountain, Moondust, and all that stuff. And I think Moondust was an operation his dad was working on, but then failed when he died. And he told him, and she, he told Tizan to look for these documents. I think this is what she was really after. I think the virus is just a plus. The virus kind of just escalated to like, all right, all these projects have been abandoned, whatever. Now I'm going to try to salvage this virus, this virus thing. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I don't know what her ulterior motives are and, and, and everything, but there definitely isn't a good one behind it. Um, there can't be. I mean, I don't think there's any justification in her doing what she's doing, period. We will get to um, the, that last scene. We'll, we'll talk about that. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> we'll mm -hmm. yeah no. That's yeah, why yeah. I, haven't, I haven't said anything about it. I'm oh, because I've got a lot to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I had a lot to say when I watched it. Um, before we get to that, I, I something I wanted to bring up. Like, because it really does bug me. Because we mentioned in episode one, um, how the quick pace of everything and how fast everything moved. Mm -hmm. And it raises its head again in this second episode because really bugged me how easily she found the antidote oh yeah it yeah. was just stuffed in a drawer it wasn't locked away it wasn't on a computer system no. it was just in a couple of notes in a drawer like yeah did that not bug anybody else and it was in some giant office space too with multiple desks like mm -hmm. it was just this random afterthought well where are we going to put this prop at where is it going to be located okay there's a drawer she's she could stumble upon it sure great yeah. you know yeah and like it was, i it, it's so mm. much easier to put it in that drawer because otherwise we would have needed more power to power a computer there but i mean why wouldn't they put it in a drawer in the room where the antidote was at it would be locked yeah it would be like secured like it should have been yes secure absolutely mm -hmm. Unless, of course, it was, you know, the thought of their children. Children are going to be left to have to find this. Well, let's not forget I, the whole, like, Hope Island and Eagle Mountain security stuff. Like, yeah. I, know, I know, I know. <laughs> That's what I mean. That like, was they, one black scientist. <laughs> maybe they were just like, well, the kids are going to have to do this, so we have to think like children. Uh, I, no. I don't know. Nothing makes Unless sense. Unless someone left it for her. <sighs> it's always <laughs> bothered me how quick she was to find that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing that we're led, we're just, we're being left to assume that the virus happened. They had to evacuate, so they just threw, they just threw them where they find them. But it leads more to the theory that Chaisan has been there before and knew where to find it. Yeah. I think, I think she's it been does. there before. Yeah. It does. Because I mean, she instantly yeah. knows this is the place. Yeah, I mean, I guess that all makes sense, but I just don't want to give her too much credit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I kind of don't, but I'm just going off what the theory could be, but it, it's still too convenient that she just walked right in there. Oh, here it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very convenient. <laughs> it was also pretty convenient that it was just behind two glass panel doors. Like, here, let's just push these open. Oh, <laughs> vo voila! <laughs> like magic. It's like mm. the Wizard of Oz, you know? Well, well this is Tyson we're talking about. 
Uh, I know. I'm just... bubbity boop and exactly magic. <laughs> uh, uh, this this leads to my last nitpick because if the, the last one, I mean, yeah, <laughs> the last one for this section, <laughs> like if, if the formula was so easily accessible, the adults would have saved themselves. I mean. Some of them. Uh, you would I, think so. Uh, come on. Where are they? Are they on the moon? Yeah, is that where, where Project Moon Dust is? Oh, is that's that where Project Moon, moon Dust? Like, oh, yeah. is that where they are? And and they're just like, nope, these guys are screwed. Like, it's like the 100. Well, here you go, children. The way this story <laughs> is written, like, yeah, there would be adults. There would be, there would simply would be, would be some adults. That's why I always say I find it so hard to believe that every single last adult was killed. Yes. Like, there's no way. The only thing I can think of is that this antidote works more as a vaccine than as something you take it when is, you're already well, obviously, ill. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's been a vaccine. So maybe, yeah, they it couldn't do any good because they were already all infected. But that doesn't explain Lex. It doesn't. Well, see, Lex is cured, you know, and then later on. As you yeah. see, things change. That's why you say vaccine. And I'm like, well, yeah, it does kind of work in the sense of like a vaccine. Like it protects you for a period of time. Then you have to get your, you yeah, know. But it does not explain the fact that Lex was already ill, took it, and then got better. Uh, that's true. But maybe it's because they're too far into the virus. I don't know. You know, mm. there's a lot of explanations for it. But I, I mean, mean. Don't forget all the rest of the whole city and other, and other people who didn't take it at all. Who didn't need it to take it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very weird. Well, they reached herd immunity. Uh, uh, <laughs> mutation? <laughs> Mutations, uh, maybe? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, there's no rhyme or reason to how any of this works. Lance, how does this work? Tell us, sir. <laughs> As you guys already know from the coronavirus, <laughs> um, herd immunity is very, very difficult to reach. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. And with these... Uh, children who are terrified scared children you know like mm. i mean i don't know i don't know i don't know it it's so confusing we need answers cloud nine cloud nine we need answers uh, well while we're talking about people affected with the virus it's just a random off-topic question that i have regarding this episode one i've always wondered what everybody else thinks the fact that top hat came back even infected with the virus you think they were testing the waters to see if maybe there was a potential they could have brought back Tribe Circus for like one more fight because of the sudden popularity they gained? Or do you think it was just like they needed something to do so they brought him back for a dramatic effect? Dramatic effect. Dramatic effect, I think. It's nice for, you know, to have wishful thinking that they might have been thinking about bringing Tribe Circus back more, but I think it was just for the dramatic, dramatic effect of them being home and it just feels I, different. I agree with that. I'm with Chad. Because the way... <laughs> Because the, way, the, the fact that they, they didn't have him in that last episode where Lex and, Ryan, Lex and Ryan suddenly disappeared and they had that whole mm -hmm. episode with him without him being there, to suddenly bring him back now, like, no, I think they did realise how popular he was and brought him back. Well, yeah, but I don't think they brought him back for the long haul thinking they were going to, you know... Maybe, maybe just haul, and it is still dramatic yeah. effect because people did really enjoy this character. You know, to see him in this light, it's kind of sad. Mm. It's just sus that they didn't have him for one scene and all of a sudden they brought him yeah. back. Yeah. It's like, okay. Because they definitely I... made it seem like Tribe Circus was just it. That was done. There yeah. was going to be no more Lex and Ryan. That was the end of it, you know? 
So what I've learned from that podcast episode that they posted on the tribe from that same actor who played Top Hat, mm-hmm. um, I think is a bit of one, he was popular and they wanted to bring him back and also just convenience because he said his father also worked as like a long member of, of the show and the production side of it. Yeah. 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 But keep in mind when these episodes aired, there was not that much time between them. So how would they have known how popular? And you got to remember too, that it wasn't in the day, you know, the day and age of social media and the there was a bit of a gap in season yeah. one or two. How much of a gap though? Two months with the, at least well, the release between the, Episode with Top Hat and with people and though, with fans with fans that can be enough time to really you know pop have someone you just take off. Well, I heard in interviews that none of the actors really knew the show was like huge until like the start of season three. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It wasn't popular in New Zealand until way late. We uh, it was popular everywhere else but New Zealand. <laughs> Yeah, I believe that. I mean, I saw it on Wham, and I don't. I think season one had already gone through, so I was watching reruns. And I came in in the middle of season one on Wham. Was at my grandparents' house, and uh, and I I remember like um, actually, actually, I think I saw like the episode. My first episode I saw right was the episode right before Tribe Circus. I was kind of hoping they would have come back, but I I didn't get anything. I did a whole watch of the first season. Was like, okay, now I get it. Yeah, but. This this episode was already filmed by the time we saw uh, Tribe Circus for the first time. There's no way they they filmed this after, because if they filmed this after, there would have been like five weeks or something, including editing. But then that makes what happened in the end of season one even more weirder then. Why yeah. did they not feature him in the scene with Flex and Ryan? Yeah. I, I think they might have recorded it, but it got cut or something. I mean, they did rush so much oh, yeah. right there in those last, you know, those, those four, like four episodes. It, it got went pretty freaking quick. Dear Cloud Nine, if you're listening, if that's a deleted scene, we want to see it. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, if it's a deleted scene, I'd love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Just give us a DVD of deleted scenes, please. This is the most precious stuff in the world right now. More precious than gold. Or food. Water, even. And it's all ours. Yeah. Yours and mine. We put Tyson out of action. Hide the juice, we control the flow. Without the others? They get what they need to stay alive, and we keep the rest. Look, Lex, think. Are you really going to give this to a bunch of kids who don't know the air from their elbow? Without that bunch of kids, you'd have never found this. When will we get another chance like this? Control the antidote, and we control the city. Maybe even the world. Let's talk about Ebony and Lex, because... So, as she's, with Tyson sent away, Ebony corners Lex, and she suggests that they get rid of her and control the antidote for himself. <laughs> but Lex immediately stands up for the more rats, especially in their time of grief, and he puts her in a place, refusing. So, yeah, a few questions about that panel, like... Were you surprised by Lex's response, or do you think no. it was natural growth for him? <laughs> I think it was absolutely beautiful, okay? It really just kind of, you know, cements what I, we've been saying about how he really shows his loyalty to his tribe. He may be a scumbag, okay? <laughs> and he may do some really, really crappy things, but in the end, the Marads are his family. 
mm-hmm. and he's not going to let Ebony screw him over. And it was just wonderful. I was just very glad he tried, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I would have been bummed out if she didn't. It, it was perfectly in character for her to ask him. It would have been in character for, her, for him to say yes, but the fact that he doesn't say yes just shows that he's grown as a person. And otherwise, yeah. well, grief impacts people in different ways. And in Alexis's case, it made him a slightly better human being for a moment. I was going to say for the time being. It actually did surprise me that he told her no and put her in her place. Uh, well, just to put it nicely, I'm not a big fan of Lex. <laughs> uh, but when he did that, um, I, you know, I, I will admit that I was surprised, but I was also glad to see it that for once he's thinking about about the mall rats and not himself. And um, I think I think it's also character growth from the fact he's had the virus, but he really wants somebody doing that to him if he came back. And Zondra not died, but he wants somebody doing that to her. It's good to see the growth and that he was maybe taking a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely awesome to see Lex in this type of growth from definitely from what we saw season one. Season one, he, it was like almost nearly unbearable for how like difficult he was as a character. Um, but this also kind of brings up a point where Ebony can be very bad like just like a a bad person in some some uh regards but at least she'll do it in your face whereas tysan here is doing this behind Mm -hmm. everyone's back yeah which would make me Mm -hmm. trust ebony a little bit more because if she's ever going to betray me she'll be upfront about it but yeah i mean that's true that is true. With Ebony, you know what you get, except you have to expect the unexpected. It's it's, it's a weird combination. Mm-hmm. Like, you know she's more than likely doing something to screw you over. Right. But what is it? It, it would have been a disappointment had Ebony not done that. <laughs> yeah. Ebony's only ever been out for Ebony, just like for the longest time, Lex is only out for Lex. Uh, so, it, it, you know, so it, 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 seeing Ebony do that, you're not surprised. Yeah, I guess they thought they were going to shock everybody seeing Tysan do it, but I wasn't all that shocked. No, I wasn't that shocked with Tysan. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm kind of upset because I wanted to like Tysan, but she's doing so many things that I'm like, why? There's no reason for it. Like, what yeah. is your reasoning? First time around, I didn't question Tysan as much as I do now, but... Yeah, I probably the same for me. Yeah, I'm but it was it was it was a long time ago that I watched it for the first time around. So like, it was probably the same. I'll admit it was it was for me. I think you just you, I stopped making excuses for. Her. Yeah, and like I said, it's hard to make valid excuses for her any longer after after this point, you know. Yeah, and I guess that's the hard thing from watching uh, Tizan because just like Zandra for me. Tizen was always someone that I did find annoying. I didn't agree with what she had to say. But since she experienced everything that we have or everything that the tribe has, I, I do consider her family. And for that regard, I do care about her. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not like she is definitely a mall rat, you know. But why is she being so like so suspicious and so skeevy and and doing what she's doing? Uh, there's one in every family. She's a Sith Lord. Oh, no, no. tell you you preaching to the choir, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Your words are spoken, Sabine. 
we'll, we'll come back to her in a bit, but um, <laughs> we need to talk about the introduction of Danny. Mm-hmm. It's time. Right, it's, it's time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Rob, you're for an episode. Whew. Oh boy, okay. Um, Deep breaths. <laughs> okay, so on his way to one of the buildings, Bray is cornered by a crossbow wielding Danny, and he's forced to explain his reasons for being there. And though she's initially sceptical, replying to Castle Grim, Bray says that the Moritz could use her. She repeatedly makes it clear that she dislikes liars, which I find very funny because. <laughs> um, but believing that Bray's motives are selfish reasons to win Bray Amber back, she eventually softens when he reveals that she's Amber is dead. So yeah, yeah, panel. Um, <laughs> what do you think generally of the interaction between Bray and Danny? Um, I want it. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. Was it no 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 I was gonna say was it quite forced? Like how do you feel? I wanna know who the heck this girl thinks she is. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I mean, yes, he stumbled into her home, but for him her to talk she doesn't like liars never lie to her. Like <laughs> who does she think that she is speaking to? <laughs> this boy she met two minutes ago? Of course he's gonna lie to you. Who are you? Not like, even that. This this uh, girl with the biggest secret saying she doesn't like liars. Uh, <laughs> it's just the irony of it all, and it's just it's more like yeah, in my head I'm like the audacity of this yeah. of this child. Like who she are is you? this spoiled little princess? Yes, oh. yes, exactly. I'm like, oh, you have been so sheltered. You have no idea who Oh, it explains so much on how she speaks to people, too. You know? Oh, man. She was raised in an adult environment. Yeah, I know. I know. So we're only discussing her introduction. If you're somebody that's never seen this before, uh, that, you know, you haven't seen the rest of the episode, you don't know much about the character. I look at it, she's just being, you know, defensive and closed off and trying to defend what's hers at the time. As time goes on, you go back and then you watch. It's like, wow, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Call the kettle black, huh? You, uh, exactly. You watch, watch that crossbow exactly. yourself and ask yourself some questions there, kiddo. <laughs> right, right. Thank you. Yeah, like when you first watch it, you're like, okay, yeah, she's just protecting her home. I get it. Um, and then you're like, wait a second. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Let's go back a little bit. <laughs> she's trying to figure out what's going on with this amber person because she's the one pointing an actual weapon mm-hmm. at someone mm-hmm. the first real weapon we see true uh, something i do something i kind of do want to point out though like watching so i watched obviously i watched the episode right before we started uh, but the way she's talking to bray she's been around the city she knows who they are mm-hmm. uh, i would for a second believe that there's no way she didn't know who he is and and didn't know who it may not have a name. She had seen Amber. She would have known who that was if I had a name to the face. So, you know, living in, especially living in a government thing, I don't believe for a second she didn't know who they were and wanted to find out why they were in her home. But nobody really knew the mole rats, though. At this point, yeah. This they weren't point. that well known. Yeah, they were at the gathering, but um, yeah, I doubt that Danny was there because he was trying to hide from the whole world. Yeah, that's why I say I think she was isolated all this time. But yeah, I, I get 
a pretty boy walks into your home. You're a woman alone. Of course you think he's up to no good. Yeah, Bray, she probably, yeah. she was so defensive because she probably thought Bray was using like his like pretty boy powers to seduce her a little bit, mm -hmm. which I guess worked. <laughs> <laughs> Worked, the moment she knew Amber was no longer in the picture, she packed Did her bag and went with him. Yes! She smiled, she yes. smiled with her eyes. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was about to bring that up. There's no competition? Oh, great! I was going to bring that up later. It's just, I couldn't get over the thing she talked, she was talking to Bray about Amber as if there's some familiarity there. That's why I have, like, yeah. that's where I got the idea that perhaps she at least knows that they're a tribe and knows that they're... Well, Bray yeah. told the story. Yeah. About what the tribe was trying to accomplish before we just didn't get to see it. We get to see her reaction to him telling her why he's there and what they're looking for mm -hmm. and you know. I think she's at least people watched. You know, if she's been isolated, she's at least people watched. It's pos it's definitely possible. It's the way she kept bringing up Amber. It, I, I do feel like yeah, she might have people watched because it, it's definitely possible i mean it is definitely possible but i definitely do agree that some of her reaction you know was was to his what he told her mm. that is true i didn't think about that and i'll admit that uh, it's a bummer we didn't get to see it yes but also more deleted scenes also like us uh, like what sabine mentioned now that i'm seeing it you know this time around and that was rather convenient that as soon as there's no competition just like lex Oh, I'm all in now. Let's go. Let's go. Where are we oh, going? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it definitely, I, it is ridiculous. It is just so ridiculous. But as we learn later, I also in the story, Ray mentioned that Amber was the tribe leader. So now what she's doing is power play. Wait, Amber's dead. The tribe has no leader. Damn, power play. Oh, yeah, I can see yeah. it. Danny definitely likes power. The government child. Of course, she's going to make a power play. You make a great point, and I think that's pretty much the theme of this episode. I think it's all the female characters just making power plays. <laughs> <laughs> Every yes. single one of them. Girl power. Yeah. Ebony trying to take over the world with this virus. Tizan trying, well, who knows what she's trying to do, but she wants <laughs> the virus for herself. And I believe, for me personally, I think Danny. Obviously, we don't know this yet, but I think Danny does feel guilty for how the world is. And I do think her intentions are very good for wanting to, to join Bray and help. But it is fishy because we just don't know this person. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. I do feel like, you know, her motives are, are good, but they're also selfish. If you think about it, because... I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to say too much no. about what we see, you know, yeah. later on, but they are definitely selfish too. Um, yeah, they're good, but they're, yeah. Partly selfish and well, partly out of a feeling of guilt. That's what I'm saying. They're self-serving. Yeah. Which is a very bad combination. Oh, I can't wait till we get to this because I've got so much to say. I don't think she's <laughs> guilt at all. I think she's very selfish. She just hides. Yeah, it's what I'm saying. It's very uh, self-serving. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we get to that. <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> Boy, I hope I'm a guest on that one. That's going to be great. Um, but yeah, the way she does like jump on board is very quick. Like we said, mentioned before, it's done so 
quick. Um, <laughs> like, how do you how do you feel, Chad? Like, did you feel like she was meant to be propped up as an amber replacement? How did you feel? Um, well, I'll I'll say what I mentioned um, on on the sound I did for Carlin. I don't I don't think that's their initial intention. That's just where it went because they dropped the ball with the character of Danny. I guess just for poor reception. Mm-hmm. They, whatever they had, you know, we see her kind of this like strong, independent young lady who all of a sudden becomes just this uh, whiny little girl later that you know, doesn't get her way. Okay, then I'm gonna scrape my knee and scream bloody murder. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't. I think in the world of television, there's always going to be characters that come in and out of TV shows. That's just. You know, obviously we want characters to stay because they're written there in that world. But just from how TV works, it's not very realistic for someone to stay for that long. Now, when a new character comes in, automatically there is you're going to think that they're replacing that character, even if they're a complete 180 from that original character or not. So I just think Danny is just a honestly, it's just bad timing. (laughs) It has to be bad timing. Otherwise, she is a replacement. I mean, there's no other way to really kind of look at her. Um, simply because of the way that she was introduced, when she was introduced, and how, you know, like, her personality. Um, I I just, I can't look at it any other way. I've tried. She She replaced Amber in almost every sense of the manner. And... Maybe that wasn't the intention with her, but that's what we got. If they had slow burned the relationship, you know, if they had given it more than a couple of episodes and suddenly they're together, like, yeah, like any memory of Amber's oh. gone like a fart in a tornado. Uh, <laughs> I wish they never got together. <laughs> I think she would have been better received, though, if they had uh, taken their time in building this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I don't disagree. Did. I don't disagree, and that's what, you know... They did. They dropped the ball with it, and everybody just hated Amber, or hated Danny, (laughs) because she replaced Amber, and it's like, well... She did replace Amber, though. You know, she came in, and she became the female leader of the Rats, and she became Bray's whatever she is, and um, she picked up where Amber... And Amber would have eventually ended up. Um, And it's really sad that that's what happened with her. That's what they gave us unfortunately you know what this is i'll tell you what this is this is basically like any presidential election <laughs> that you have amber what the people want but really what the people need is danny because she actually no no no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. 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 Sorry. We don't. We she, don't. We don't. Things were perfectly fine. While Amber just pounced around <sighs> and kept thinking about Bray. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold shirtless on, Bray. Hold on. If, the, if uh, Amber if it was still alive in the same position, we would have gotten the same Zach storyline. You, you, yes. you don't know that. Yes, without, without the whining. Exactly. The whining. That's what I'm saying. Are we sure? Exactly. Yeah, because it's exactly where. Pretty whiny. No, this is. Logically speaking, this is exactly where Amber's character would have ended up yes. had she stayed on the show for season two. This is it. This is exactly 100%. what she would have done. You yep. cannot sit there and say that's not what have happened yeah. because that's this is whose Amber char- Amber's character is. It's Thank just you. It, <laughs> yeah, but still, it's still speculation at the end of the day because you're just going off. Of but you analytics. can't speculate on things. No, no, that's no, the thing no. though. You can speculate and you can have your theories all you want, but you cannot ana- analyze something. 
it's not there. This is what we were given. This is what we see. This is what we have to work with, not what we want to have yeah. happen in our heads. That's not that's, all of Amber's no. backstory, all of her growth. This was natural what she would have done. Natural. Like, this is exactly it. Exactly. It's still speculation. Exactly. They're making an educated guess on it. <laughs> and maybe that's why they dropped the ball with Danny. Yes. Okay. If she wouldn't have been so whiny and pushy and insistent on everybody doing what she wanted them to do, she would have been received better. I, I hate to say this, but the way you just mentioned all that, Maggie, it's like Danny's just a very unhealthy combination of Zandra and Tysan. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on Zandra. I mean, it is weird because we, we we do mention like before, like the prominence of Tysan in season two and. Mm-hmm. And Danny, and it is, it, is, it is kind of weird how I think they did kind of push the kind of central female focus onto those two. Yeah. And, gone. and but they, yeah, they chose the wrong attributes, if that makes sense. And yes, Danny that's what I'm saying too. <laughs> she doesn't work because yeah. they made her not uh, strong in that way. They made her. Yeah. yeah I can't you know how it. Amber is when she's brokenhearted? Yeah. That's Danny when she doesn't get her way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, like, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Um, so you're you're simply admitting that Amber would have been whiny as well if she hadn't gotten her way. If she was still brokenhearted. If she was brokenhearted, but not for if general... She was the like she, yeah. she gets all whiny and, and broody and yeah, all standoffish when, some, yeah, when, when someone hurts her heart, you know? Like, uh, the antidote, no, she would have been normal. No, she would have been normal. But like, do you guys think this is a good idea, Bray? She wouldn't have been so like. I think she would have understood things a little bit better than Danny does mm. this season. And that leads to the question too. You know, the open-ended question: If um, Amber had stayed on the show, would we still have had Danny? Nope, hundred percent. Nope. <laughs> no, I would have no, loved I to see that though. I would have. Same here, same it would here. have been great. It would have been great to have both of them. Okay? I hundred believe we would never have had Danny. But we wouldn't have gotten Danny. I don't no. think. I think I think for how TV works, because I do think TV is a little bit sexist. I think if Bray would have came back, they would have kept Jay and Bray. Wait, that's jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're getting way, way, way ahead. Come on now, come on. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, but I'm just saying that would that would have happened. But then, yet, if Amber would have came back, season two, they definitely or whenever Danny wouldn't have been there, which she wasn't. I mean, remember they got rid of Danny as soon as Amber came back. That says yeah, that's like. <laughs> And there's definitely, okay, there's different <laughs> circumstances for the other one leaving. Um, but, like, yeah. I don't, I don't personally, I'm just going to say that I don't personally think that Jay is a Bray replacement. So, and I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> oh, Maggie. <laughs> yep, for now, for now, we will delve into it later on. You guys will approach that one later, but yeah. To answer a question you asked earlier, Lance, uh, I'm kind of circling back. I think the beginning of the interactions with Danny and Bray were what you would expect of a guy with a crossbow pointed at him. Mm-hmm. It went from kind of a natural get to you know, get over the awkwardness phase to very forced there towards the end. It, it started. It started natural and became forced, in my opinion. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so obvious at the end, though. I mean, her pushing and pushing about Amber. That's why it bothers me so much. Like, that's why the whole thing. Oh, she's not an issue anymore. (sighs) Yeah. Okay, then. So good uh, translation of that conversation. What you're getting at, Savina, is, so are you single? Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, are you single? 
Yep. Well, that, I, uh, let me explain something. Are you si- For the love of God, are you single? Oh, you are. Okay, now I'll listen to you. That's the it's- perfect explanation of that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Thank That's you for breaking that down play. for us. Yes. Oh. That was great. That's how most of everything works, though, in TV. Uh, I just... Why couldn't she be found by Jack and Dell? Like, uh, why... Think, yes, like, why did it have to be Jack prey? would have peed his pants if he had no, a crossbow aimed at him. I, I understand that, okay? Like, and no, Dell would I, have I, jumped in front. Yeah, absolutely. He would have protected his love no matter what. But <laughs> I... <laughs> I just that would have just worked for me so much more. Okay. okay yeah, I, I have no <laughs> love for Danny. Absolutely none. But none. I absolutely agree. They did her dirty. This was not the way to. They mm-hmm. did. Do not introduce her through Bray, and right away you get her to go. Oh, is Amber dead? Is Amber dead? Is Amber in this picture? And it's no. <laughs> like, literally the, it's the episode after we find yeah. out that Amber is dead, and yeah. it, it just it it's it's so. Why? Oh, Why did they have why? to do that to her and then do that to us? Like treat us like we're stupid. Like <sighs> it shows, and I hate to say this, but it shows that even Lex can be a better man than Bray. Oh, I, I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far. <laughs> I I will give the devil his due on that one and agree with you. Okay, I will say at the moment. At the moment, mm-hmm. that I will agree. At the moment, I love Lex. I will, but I will agree <laughs> for for the time being. Okay, he's the better man right now. Yes, at least he refused a woman he this tried to episode. sleep with before. But that doesn't mean he's a ba- a bad uh, person, though. If he wants to, like, if that's every listen, everyone, no. everyone in this tribe series has a different way to cope with loss. Absolutely, everyone. No, you are yeah. absolutely correct. You are. You are one hundred percent. You are. At least Lex has the decency. Wait three days. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say only three days because he does kind of <laughs> fall into Ebony's trap. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it sounds like we all, we all can admit that they did Danny dirty and really dropped the ball with whatever it was they were trying to do with her. But that's yeah. the thing is, I don't genuinely believe they were trying to do anything with her other than replace Amber. They needed a strong female lead to pair with Bray. Because the protagonist cannot be single. No, especially Bray can't. Exactly. Yeah, they, they, they flip flop between Tyson and Danny. And like they weren't sure who to make the main to protect the female. Protagonist. Yes. It, it comes yes. off so, so he, weird. Yes. yes. Yeah, but that's because they weren't sure who to pair with Bray. Yeah. I mean, you you can yeah, it is very obvious. It's just they they needed a strong female lead, and that's who they got. They were like, well, we Celine. No, Trudy, maybe. You know what I mean? Ebony, nobody's going to buy it. Um, <laughs> I could even give him a few days off by himself. Like, come on. No. But no, that's the thing is you can't because he's, he's grieving now and he's, he's sad and he needs a shoulder to cry on. Oh. It's that typical teenage, you know, love trope. It, it, it is what it is. He did initially try to do that, though. He was going to stay at Eagle Mountain for a while to have that alone time but they convinced him to come back with them that's the thing though is he probably would have always gone back mm-hmm. because that's who, that's who Bray is okay he sure. can say in the moment that no I'm not going to go back I'm not going to go back but he always was going to go back yeah he's like a puppy yeah see now that would have been good yeah it, it would have made more sense 
even, you know, even with the introduction of Danny, it would have made more sense if we had Bray just soaking around for a bit and just randomly running into her. Yeah. Uh, just very briefly, panel, like, um, let's talk about um, the guys returning to the mall because we've mentioned Top Hat, but I have to mention again the standard of the writing because... Did it annoy anyone else how many times Patsy and Chloe mentioned that the place wasn't the same without Amber and Zandra? Yeah, yes. uh, every time I see that part, I'm always like, okay, we get it, shut up. We know. And I feel like Trudy and Celine definitely felt the same way. They were like, yes, you can stop saying it now. You can stop saying it now. You know, oh. but I, I feel like it's very in, in tune with what a 10 or 11 year old would be acting that way. You know, like... Yeah. like my 10 year old she still very frequently says things that like that over and over and over um mm -hmm. so it seems in character for them but i would have probably lost it you would have wanted to, to strangle them just as badly as we do now oh no yeah absolutely trust me from experience um <laughs> i i understand that the, the insistent question and insistent saying of things that are obvious and you already know and yeah just now we're in the scene. Was anyone else annoyed by the fact that Celine acted mad towards Trudy for saying she needed to protect her baby? Yeah, that was a bit weird. I didn't it did seem a bit strange, yeah. That's a bit out of character, especially since in season one, Celine was the one taking care of Brady. Mm -hmm. You think she would understand that Trudy wants, you know, that Trudy needs to protect her baby? Yeah. Especially now stepping up and actually being a mother uh, for the last how long now? It, it, it seemed very out of character. It's just, what did they expect her to do? Put Brady yeah. in the bed on her own or chase after whoever was in the mall on her own with, with a tiny baby? I just thought it was a bit of an overreaction on everyone's parts. Maybe I wasn't watching close enough. I don't know. <sighs> Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit weird. Like, obviously, Ryan is the most apt person to go and investigate mm -hmm. what's going on. Yeah, but then for Celine to like snap at kind of Trudy to say like, like it's yeah. a bit weird. Yeah, I don't, I didn't get that. To be honest, it just annoyed me. And you, we would think the girls would would be asked to stay up there too. Yeah, it would would have made so much more sense if Patsy and Chloe would have stayed with Trudy and Brady, because hmm. at other times they just. They they lock the girls and Trudy with the baby up together, or oh, you know, keep the arms way. And we forgot that instant puberty they went through. Now all of a sudden, <laughs> it's okay for them to to do the grown up things. Mm. That, that's a very good point. Uh, the other, the other thing that kind of annoyed me too is they're old enough to have understood when they said Op doesn't as an animal, the animals don't get the virus. If they still kept um, whining that Bob yes. and the antidote, they're old enough they would have understood, oh, it doesn't affect the animal, but yet they still swiped some of the antidote and gave it to the dog anyway. Yep. They seemed very disinterested in it. It's, that would, that to me, that was like a, a digression or whatever the word is. Like why, why are they suddenly acting like they're way young and not understanding that? They would know this. Oh, they're supposed to be, what, like 11? Yeah. Right now? Okay. Patsy's 11th birthday was the... Party. Yeah, no, I, I like, you know, my 10 year old, I could still see her doing something like that, even after knowing, yeah, 
if they're not going to get sick, but I'm still going to do this anyway, because, you know, it's, I mean, I'm not trying to justify it because it's annoying, you know, that the girls are the way they are sometimes, but I can see a child still doing that, even yeah. knowing deep down, you know, just, just to be safe. Just to be safe. Bob yeah. is their family. Yeah. You know, Bob is their, uh, basically their Paul replacement. Right. And how do they really know the dogs and animals don't get it? Kids yeah. used to not get it too. Kids get it now. I, I think I can safely say I know several children of that age who would, would have probably done the same. Yeah, no, exactly. And I'm not trying to like actually justify what they, they're doing because no. they should listen, you know. Um, but as a child, I can see it. Yeah. I remember the, the, these kids have lived through the, the first virus. Like mm -hmm. they, they know that animals were safe. Right. Like they were yeah. safe. I could, I know, but I, as seeing Chloe's character, okay, and seeing Patsy's character, it's not crazy for them. Chloe's smarter than that. Yeah. But it's and not then, crazy for them to still do this. And then why not feed it to the chickens as well? I don't and know. Porky. Maybe it'd be, I, I don't know. I'm just and saying. The rats. They're children. And I just felt like one of those scenes just tag on just to give them something to do, really. Yeah, you see, this show has a really bad problem with their very young kid actors and making them get stuck in that age throughout the course of whatever uh, seasons they're on there for. Which is very unfortunate because Patsy and Chloe are nothing more than just filler. Filler, and then they're just there to remind you of you know what the episode is about or what happened in a previous episode i think this part was just you know them giving the, the antidote to bob was just to emphasize on the fact that bob is a member of this tribe mm -hmm. bob is a mole rat if he is why doesn't he do anything <laughs> carlin he does he barks i'm gonna be honest with you i'd rather have sammy in an adventure <laughs> as a dog oh. <laughs> Oh, my no, gosh. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. Okay, let's get back to season two. Panel, I have a question for you. We need to talk about Trudy. Okay. Trudy the movie? I, cringe, cringe, cringe. <laughs> How do you feel about the scene that happened when <laughs> Bray returns to the mall with Danny uh, and everyone doesn't believe that she's not interested in Bray? I mean, look at her face. She can say what she wants. She can say what she wants, but her facial expressions, and I'll give it to, I'll give it to Antonia. <laughs> it's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. I love Trudy. That is not true. I love it her is, so much. Baby girl, it is true. It's okay, too. It's yeah, she fine. Just does, she doesn't want to admit it to herself. I know, but it's, it's, Come on, I think girl. the funniest part of that whole incident was Danny's face because she kind of glimpsed over at Bray and then she looked back at she looked back at Trudy and then looked over at Bray again and she was like, uh, I thought you said Amber was dead. <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet here is this girl with a baby flinging herself at you. Yeah, you have a child. Trudy could say all day that it wasn't true, but I think she still had not gotten over him at all. She's oh just no! Have to lie to herself about it to feel, uh, you know, to you know the fact that she didn't have a chance. And in Trudy's defense, how can and you ever get over yeah. that? I mean, if you 
really mm -hmm. like someone you've That's been through true. so much and then yet they literally live 20 feet away from you <laughs> yeah and i think she didn't really want to necessarily admit to herself that she was jealous mm -hmm. that those two could be you think that's really what it boils down to and for trudy as well this moment you know with amber being gone she just she cared for amber she does not want to be seen as yes you know someone she doesn't want it to look like she's happy Amber's gone. Because I don't necessarily think that she is. Because I no. think she was genuinely happy yeah. for Bray and Amber. And I think she had accepted the idea of it. But now this other girl is coming in. This stranger. Yeah, and, we can't have that. And Bray, you know, could possibly be developing feelings for her. You know? And... It, it I, I feel for Trudy in this situation mm -hmm. because how does she convince everybody that she's not jealous and she doesn't care? Because she does care, but how does she care? That's an interesting angle, Maggie. Do, like, do you think it could have been more for Amber's defense rather than her own feelings? Or I do think that yeah. because I do think she was genuinely happy for Amber and Bray. Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Like, she wanted them to be happy because she wanted Bray to be happy. And Amber was her friend. You know, so this strange girl's coming in. And, like, of course it's going to come off like she's jealous to everyone else. Mm -hmm. how, does she, how does she convince them of that she's not? You know? It's a tough situation. Yeah. I never stopped to think about that one, Maggie. That's, a, that's actually a good point. And so now, like, thinking about it now... Uh, with what you brought up, I, I'm starting to see now and starting to truly really think that uh, in this case, Trudy may have been being angry for Amber because Amber's not there to be upset. Mm -hmm. Now she's trying to be upset for two people. Yeah, and I know she is, you know, she is probably upset for herself as well because she's known Bray the longest and she probably wanted to be the one to be there for him in this situation. You know, be his shoulder to cry on because she's his oldest friend. And now this other person's here, and she knows how this is going to go. Ebony's eye roll at that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ebony is fantastic. Ebony's look of, yeah, girl, of course you're of still course. into him. Yeah, she's like, yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more fun if Trudy gets mad about it. Yeah. Guarantee Ebony is already making a plan in her head. How am I going to get rid of this one? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's also move on to the like moral dilemma of the episode like how did you feel about the discussions taking place about what they should do with the antidote i mean it, it makes sense that people would talk of selling it i uh, i mean they need food it yeah. wouldn't be that horrible but at the same time like you know bray and danny like why do they have claim to it is it you know finders keepers is that what we're dealing with now? Is that we've resorted back to those rules? Yeah, but if it was um, finders keepers, then Lex and Ebony and Lysander no, I had, know, had more say than Bray. That's what I mean. Like, why? I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's all confusing. I don't know what I would have done in that situation, to be honest. For once, I would have probably agreed with Lex. You know, they need supplies. Yes, they need something. That whole mall was cleaned of food before they left. They need food. They need batteries because everything got left behind. They need basically everything but a roof above their heads. Yeah. And they only have a limited supply. I, could, I can understand their reasoning for trading it for things they need. Yeah, for things they need, absolutely. 
that's what I mean, you know, like stuff. Not 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 just junk and trinkets and games and stuff, just but I wouldn't have wanted Ebony involved. I mean, I, I get that that's a moral issue, but they need to survive as well. You know, if you already have enough food, water and everything, sure, then give it away. But if you don't have anything, yeah. It is pretty, it's a sticky situation. Yeah. Either way you look at it. Because where I live, there is kind of a similar situation. But I believe that there is nothing wrong with capitalizing off of this virus if they're thinking about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you're in the midst of a pandemic and this is a new situation for you along with everyone else you're with. However, it would be a problem if you were dictating kind of like, um, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to say it. Like if you knew how to dictate certain things from the virus, not necessarily like just distributing it, but like, for example, for Tizan, able to manipulate people from the virus, then that is a, a, a problem, per se. But there's nothing wrong with capitalizing from it. Right. I just think that goes against what the mall rats stand yeah. for, too. If you think about it, you know, like, they, they stand for? that's not who they are as a tribe. They want to better the city. They want to help the city. They want to help those in need. You know, yeah. they're that, that good who, tribe. Who made that rule? Was it um, Amber? Mm-hmm. That's another reason why Danny is doesn't matter better, who made it. It's just better leader than Amber. It, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who made the rule. It's what we've established as far as this tribe goes. They just want to make things better. Well, I think the other way they could have worked that, that I could see the mall rats working it too. You know, it would be if you can trade, like you know, like how many of you are here trade a couple cans of food. You know, here's some here's some for you guys to share among, among each other. You know, sh- like trade trade to us what you can if you can. So I see that because I don't think they want to put other tribes in the you know the same position they're in. That could have put them in a better standing in the city. That's like they're not telling us no at all, but they want something to be fair to make up for giving it out. Yeah, I can I can agree with that as well. But uh, but to go back from what Maggie was saying, basically, um, since that's not the mall rats way, they're like, oh well, we shouldn't you know force people to pay. We shouldn't do this. Shouldn't do that. That's not what we do. That's not what we're uh, I guess that's not where our values lie, or that's not what the tribe is based on. And I think because of that, I think that's why the Marats have always been scratching their way up for air mm-hmm. throughout the entire series. So I think they should capitalize on it. I think, I don't know, I just think they just need a new set of laws to go by, a new set of values, because clearly what they're doing doesn't work for them. Oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't work for them <laughs> at all. But it was only just in the season two. Like, how do we know now at this point that it doesn't work? It doesn't work because they're starving every episode. (laughs) But here's the thing. I think they've done pretty well so far considering they found the friggin' Well, they're doing well from not dying episode to episode from when they clearly should have died. I mean, they're doing a lot better than than a lot of other tribes out there. Well, you can say that about from a lot of tribes. I'm gonna channel Liz here and say, like, as you as usual, something like in between, like Lex makes sense, makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, like, there's no point being like the only people alive on a heap of dead bodies. Mm-hmm. So, like, properly capitalizing the antidote is not the way. Um, 
you need to save as many people as you can because as, as far as they're aware that like, this is the only thing that can save everybody yeah. there's no reason to save yeah. everyone if you can't save yourself you have to help yourself before you can help they, others they, yeah they've, they've saved themselves that's fine they've <laughs> taken they a, did, yeah they've all taken a dose that's fine as far as they're aware that's, that's all they need at the moment but to just yeah but they need food it's just inquiry yeah because you need then food they can get food they can't get food but, and, but they need people to be alive can't demand this from people something that they need to survive like you can't like yeah. listen i i get that it's just at this point in time they do not have an unlimited supply of the antidote so they can only save a couple anyway so why not that's, that's my next question yeah how did you feel about them pretty much giving away everything at once oh man quite stupid that was a bad, I bad move. That, mm, bad move, yeah. I, I feel that, like that if, if Amber out. had been there, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, it probably would have. It probably would have. You can't, you can't say that about Amber. No, I don't think it would have. Amber's a lot more pragmatic about things, and she's a lot more, you know, logical and realistic. Like, whereas Danny and Bray were just kind of like, well, we'll help who we can. Take back off of Maggie here for a second. Because if you, like, again, you got to look back. That, like, Amber was trying to evenly distribute the food so everybody was going to be fed, mm -hmm. get a portion. We would have done the same thing with the antidote. You know, Bray, we can't just give this away. What are you thinking? You know, give them a smack or something and figure out how could they, how could they get some for themselves and how can they also give out this antidote, keep enough for Tysan to study it and replicate it. Yeah. That, that would have been Amber's first thought. Like, how do we replicate this? How do we... Yes, how do we make more? How do we make more, yeah. See, she would have gone to Jack, though. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Jack. But, mm. but I mean, it, she absolutely, her first thought would have been, okay, we need more. This isn't going to be enough. Yeah. They didn't because think about that when they went out there. We have to save everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, Amber would have wanted to save everyone, That's but... That's not realistic. Not without being... With, but not doesn't matter if, it doesn't it. matter if it's realistic or not. She would have wanted to save as many people as she possibly could. Okay. And obviously, if there's, you know, it's been made before, then you can make more. Yeah. Uh, I think even in this case, if, if uh, Tysan had stepped in, you, you know, Tysan probably would have been like, well, we need to keep enough to figure out how it's done. I think, you know, they, they all just impulsively went out. Let's give it all away. And Tysan was off being sneaky. It, yeah, but it was in Tysan's favor for them to give it all away. Yeah, sneaky, sneaky Tysan. The other thing. I, oh. I'm kind of, I swear she goes back and forth between the seasons. She, it, yeah, it's a personal game for her, but she would have tried to play that whole, let's help who we can, you know. She would have been shady about it. I get the best way to put it. What's wrong? Lex, it really is all gone. Oh, no. We do have one more chance. Jack and Dal, let's hope they find the formula. Hope? I'm dying and you're telling me to hope? Oh, I had hope. But Judas gave away the last dose in the world! Yeah, let's move on to our final thoughts of the episode. Because, yeah, we let's talk about Tyson. Because... So there's, there's two separate scenes. So we have one where Lex is convinced that the virus is coming back and that he needs another dose. So he races to Bray and Danny, but Bray lies and tells him that there's no more left. But he secretly keeps aside a sample in case they needed to analyze it and make more. But then we have Tai San who burns the formula to antidote. So she's the only one alive who knows the formula. What what were your thoughts, panel? Why? That was my first thought <laughs> was why. My why? first thought was you evil scheming witch. <laughs> I mean, 
yeah no i definitely had other thoughts <laughs> after the why um but no there's like i said there is no logical reason in my head other than her self-gain as to why she would do something like this yeah other than power for yourself yeah. exactly because why. knowledge is power why so i made i made a little analysis video before about what's in the antidote and from what the show has shown it's very easy i like it's common items yeah. you can find at a grocery store which makes it very stupid but i don't think that's something like an antidote that you need to keep you can usually just i think it's wrong that she kept it for herself and and burn it but if she was going to burn it which she did she could have just told everyone what it was because they're just simple items you can find outside. Right. So power. She wanted power. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If I had the antidote and if I was in Tizan's position, I would burn it so someone like Ebony or Lex wouldn't get their hands on it. But I would tell the ingredients to someone like Bray or uh, Celine. Okay. Obviously, you know, as you watch the show... And things progress, yes. You know, but here, there is no other reason other than she wants the power of it. She enjoys yeah, being sorry. the only person <laughs> yeah. that knows this antidote. And, and the being the only person to be able to tell someone mm -hmm. what it is and show someone how to make it. Like, it is so sneaky and it is so conniving. I agree. And it really shows you what kind of character she is. There's, like I said, there's no good no good explanation for her to do I agree. This. She's a Batman it, villain. It plays perfectly well. It plays in perfectly well with her love of claiming everything is natural and herbal healing, though. Because, you know, by doing this, she gets to be like, ooh, I told you all, it's just the herb. Just herbs. We have to go the natural way. No chemicals. And that's fine. But that, again, comes into her having a power mm -hmm. play. Yeah, it literally just all is her wanting control. Yeah, it's her wanting control and her wanting to be deemed as being right. Yes, and, and not just and not just that. You know, my initial reaction when I first saw it was WTF, but uh, but now like look at it, it is a power play because now the mall rats are going to rely on her. She's going to be the mm -hmm. one knows it. Yep. But now there's well, she has all the power right there. Override even the tribe leader when they appoint a new one. They can't survive without her. She wants to be the savior of the yeah. city. Boy, like uh, you, need, you can't get rid of me, Lance. You have opinions on this, please. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even put the blame on her spirituality because, like, it, not even her spirituality would force Tyson to <laughs> like put in peril basically the lives of every mm -hmm. single other person. Mm -hmm. Like she, this is purely for power, personal yeah. power. Nothing else. Nothing to do with her spirituality. This is just her own personal power. Like it's hundred percent selfish. Yes, hundred percent. Like you, absolutely. If everything is from natural ingredients, which obviously that's a side issue. That that was annoyed, that annoyed me. That was everything was natural. Okay, that's fine. Okay, but then to then not spread that to every everyone else, so that everyone else could easily make this. That oh, oh it annoys me so much. Sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Each tribe should have been given the, the formula. Yeah, but what would have happened if they did? Just then, just think about it for a second. Yeah, People like the demon dogs like what? would have I mean, made sure that one ingredient... One. 
simple. Everything will be a, a level playing field. There'll no, be no that's not true. That's so not true. That. You look at you look at the no, locos, that's not true. You look at the locos and how Zoot was running that group. Everyone has the antidote. It's fine. If you look, yeah, but if everyone has the recipe to the antidote, then yeah. there will be one or two tribes who will make sure that certain ingredients are no. only in their hands. Everyone would get it. No, 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 no. Lance, Lance, you, you're, you're banking off of that. Everyone, as a tribe leader, is responsible and they're good, good people. Okay. You look at someone like Zoot and he ran to locos when they found food for the tribe, and it was only for the tribe. He had first dibs on it. It was only for him first. Picking flowers. Zoot, you can say Zoot was very similar to the leader from. Oh, I guess the leader from. Think Zoot, about the market Zoot, trade. Come on, Zoot was in like, the deal. Th- think about the trade market that it could open up. Okay, you know this tribe, you know, grows this, or this tribe has this, you know. Yeah. And then they start trading everything, and yeah. it, it, it opens up an economy. Okay, instead of just oh well, you're going to give them all rat your stuff. Here's this. If what kind of thing? Like well, how? No one yes. has the power. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. knowledge isn't just power in this case. You need it the is. ingredients. It is, though. Knowledge absolutely is power. It is power. But, Sorry, yeah. but it is power. Someone, is power. Is crazy, someone as crazy as the Guardian could have burned down whole fields of the ingredients they need. But we don't see that. We don't. We never ever see him do this. We can't speculate on that. He never does that. We never. No, see but there, there are plenty he, of he idiots in this though. city. He ignores the virus. He ignores the antidote. We yeah. never see that, so we, we okay. can't speculate on Fine. that. Fine. Pe- people like the demon dogs who just burn things down for fun or for personal gain. I mean, if, that's, if they don't want the antidote, that's fine. But other people what? will. Yeah, but would, would, would they have? Would they and here's have my thing. Are you telling everyone... me that Ty Sand doesn't know how to grow all this crap? Yeah. Are you guys God. really telling me that she really? obviously she knows how to do it? Come but on. There's not a lot of no people in the I'm tribe not... universe that are willing to learn how to do that. What about Dal the farmer? You're saying that no one else can grow this Don't normal stuff that grows everywhere. Someone kind of. who is very intellectual yeah, to someone need... who's like I am saying okay, okay. Okay, Maybe you need boys to be able to do that without the seeds. You can't plant. Here's, here's, and Tyson already knows what they are, so they can get them before the tribe. Before apparently the city goes into chaos. Yeah, everything is natural, but that doesn't mean that there wouldn't be bad tribes who would try to secure a specific area and would just block your access access to it. No, listen, listen. Here's 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 a better question for you. So, if you want to give the virus or excuse me, the antidote to everybody and make it accessible and tell them how to make it. You think you give the, the antidote to someone like Jell, someone like Sammy, who you say, hey, here's how to make it. Good luck. And they're like, uh, well, can't you just make it for me? Can't you just do this? We're talking about giving it to each tribe leader so the tribe leader can, they can, they can figure out how to make it and then tell them how to make it. Tribe leaders are competent enough to do that. Listen, here's the thing. If you're leading a tribe, you should be competent enough at this point. To pick a couple of herbs. There have been a lot of tribe leaders that are not competent enough. We we have to assume. No, I'm just saying. Zoot absolutely. Zoot absolutely would have had it made. No. For himself, yes. maybe. Don't judge. Don't don't fight me on Zoot. You know, but let's also think about this. Even if tribe leaders got it, there's also people out there like Alice who has her own farm. Alice is intimidating enough that if she wants to know how to make it. Somebody will give it up to her, and then she can close mm-hmm. off her farm. And there, and now you got this 
you got this person right here who's got it, and she's, you know, she's going to give whatever she needs, because there are people out there who will do it themselves, not affiliated with the tribe. And right now, Alice has been established as a character, a recurring character, um, and at least, you know, we've seen her a few times, know who she is. You know she would get it, she'd be out there making it. So, like, fine, yeah. the tribe leader for confident enough. This person secluded from everybody on a farm, not affiliated with nobody. You can get it from her for, for whatever it was she's asking us to trade for. Hundred percent, yeah. Let's let's keep people like that in mind too. There are non there are people not in tribes who are more capable of doing it. Hundred percent. I just would have easily if there's also people who are not in tribes that are not capable of doing it. But that's why I mentioned Dow. Okay, yeah. and then you distribute it to the people that aren't in tribes. Like, there yeah. are ways of Listen, listen to me. This not, is basic I mean, come, economics. Like, good Lord. If you're going to distribute to everyone, wow. then the world is still the same. The world is still uh, destructive wow. in its sense. I can't do that. Then the Marats have no playing field, and they're back to starving, like day one. They've been... They've been having no playing field and back to starving since day one. As it is, they've struggled anyway. So then, why? So why wouldn't you capitalize on it? Because people are dying. The whole world is dying. How are you going to capitalize when everybody dies? How are you going to capitalize when everybody's dead? Capitalizing people being dead. That's not a thing. Like, why are we even having this argument right now? Like, this is asinine. Exactly, because you also got to look at another thing right now. As much as I don't like this character, Lex knows what it's like to be on the brink of death. And as awful a person as Lex is, he's not going to want other people to have to go through that. Now mm -hmm. he's going to go through it himself. No. So there's got to be a point where if they wanted to do something like that, he's going to put his foot down and say, Bray, I don't think so. For once, you're going to do what my way, what I want. They they deserve it. It comes from somebody who knows about it. Are you going to listen to your, your little tart or are you going to listen to me, pretty boy? <laughs> so that's how I see that playing out. And Lex would go off and do it on his own anyway. Because he knows what it's like. It's a trigger for him, whether he wants to admit it or not. Either way, people are going to be getting it because they need it, because he knows what it's like. He's never got to see it happen. I should get it anyway. I don't understand what the issue is. <laughs> Do I? I'm just throwing it out uh, Listen, I'm just saying, yes, we don't want people to die. We want them to be safe. We want to give them the antidote. But if we give it to them, how are we going to stay alive? He's saying that the mall rats will not survive because they won't be able to capitalize off the other tribes. But they'd find food like normal, like Bray would scout. Like for they food. always have. They always have. Like, like, forget forget and, the virus. That's just a, a level playing field now. So nothing would nothing would be different. And think okay, and think about this: the mall rats have the antidote. They don't have to give it out to everybody. They choose to give it out. Mm -hmm. Okay, like that makes them. I don't want to say better, but it but, makes them yeah. good people. Good people. Like, yeah trustworthy if you will like it gives them a name does it yeah yes it does yeah it gives the, it does give them the name of being the saviors someone who thinks about other people yeah right but, no, you guys are banking off that people are intelligent enough to and, to understand but they are. We the city is not intelligent enough in to understand show, that we've seen from past see future episodes that they don't care how good intention the mall rats are. We see in future episodes that it also works. Yeah. Because the mall rats thrive. The mall rats. They yep. thrive. So you can't tell me that we don't see it. Because it does happen. You're, you're, asking, you're asking a question about capitalizing and getting gain in a world right now with no currency, no barter system in place. So like I, like I'm, I'm just I'm not getting why, why it's an issue right now. Because none of that's established. They'll trade whoever wants to trade. 
no system in place right now. They're not going to think about the system in place. They're going to think about the antidote. Yeah, the antidote yeah. is the playing field. You go to what is in high demand, and it is someone's life. So you just trade it just for basic which is, food. Which is absolutely disgusting. You, you can't trade people's lives. Ugh. You can't not, do that. That is you're gross. You're trading the antidote. Even in even in the tribe, That's even in the tribe, you can't. You, yeah, you can't. No, that is never how they've been, and we see no. that in the future. They are very consistent with this. Of course, yes, they're very consistent with that. <laughs> That's anti Mora. You can't. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just saying that hasn't done anything well for them so far. But we are in the second episode of the second I mean season. Okay, fine. Let's let's jump ahead. It, it does so much for the Morats. It puts them in a prime place. So they get much. These, like central figures in the city. They get to become yes. the figureheads. They get to appoint Lex as city sheriff. There's so much. We open a market. Oh, All that lasts on, for like see, 20 episodes. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, mm. Everyone thinks mm -mm. of the Morats suddenly. Like the text has not arrived. It would have kept going. Ah, oh, come on. No, the Morats have never been known to be like. Give me some food so you can keep living. No, that's not their, that's <laughs> never been their way. No. Anyway, anyway, okay. What do I think of Lex lying to, or Bray lying to Lex? I think that he made the right choice, okay? So do well, I. Obviously, yeah. you know, Lex is in very early stages. They've seen him progress, okay? They, they've seen what it happens. They're banking on Jack figuring out this formula. And this is the only hope that they think that they mm -hmm. have. You know, so he wants to save Lex, you know what I mean? But he knows that this is the only possible way that he can make it happen. Yeah, I always wondered if one thought did cross Bray's mind at that point. If Lex might be showing symptoms again, keeping this last vial for Jack to test means they all might get a second dose. Yeah, that too, you know, for sure. Because if, if Lex obviously needs a second dose or needs multiple doses, then, then everyone else does. Yeah. Wait a second. All right, never mind. I don't want to talk in circles, but I just feel that if you don't have enough of the antidote and you're just giving it to people without anything, doesn't that do more harm for you and for the other people rather than just trying to at least maybe get some type of capital from it? Oh, okay. No, absolutely. Them giving it out like they did so absentmindedly, like whatever, it's fine, was very, very like stupid irresponsible <laughs> yes okay like they don't know that tysan has the antidote formula they don't know if they're going to be able to find it okay so no that was very that that wasn't smart at all but it did the the it goes back to tysan knowing what it is okay and holding on to it and keeping it no, to but, herself where i i but tell me what's a better idea you just giving a limited supply of the virus to people and just saying hey free for all first come first serve or, you know, you at least trying to get something back from it. They should have not given it to anybody until they were able to figure out if they could make more. That's what should have happened. It shouldn't have been, well, we have this, so you got to give us this. That's not the way it ever should have gone down. They should have waited until they knew they could make more. I agree. I, I do get why they went outside with it immediately. Because they've seen how quickly this virus kills. Yeah, no, I understand why they did it too. It just was really not the the smartest choice. No, it wasn't well planned out how they went about it. No, there was no plan. And exactly, but it wasn't really well thought out. And like I get that they want to help the city, and they and without thinking, it 
the word's going to spread. They have something, but they lying to Lex was the best thing for everybody because at the end of the day, Lex is selfish and would drink that whole vial. He would have. They yeah. have nothing because Lex is only thinking about Lex at this moment. Mm-hmm. Not showing physical signs, Bray's not seeing it. It's a judgment call the moment he made the right call. Yeah. I tried to keep a little bit left for somebody to figure out how to make more. Yeah. It shows some faith in Jack because originally his first response was, well, maybe they can figure it out. Jack and Al. Mm-hmm. Are we putting too much faith in Jack? Is he really, so. you, do we, is he I really think, shown that he's okay, that but here's smart the thing. to do something like that? I think so far. He's the closest yeah. thing they have I to a scientist. The, yes, I think so far with what we've been given in the show, he is the closest thing we've got to being able to I understand it he's out. the closest he's thing the we got, thing. but that's as if, if we're all in a tribe right now. And I've, I told you, hey, I made a volcano science project when I was a kid. And they're like, all right, you're going to be in charge of this antidote. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. No, it's well, not. No, no. Jack Come on, that shown, isn't even a comparison. And Jack has shown that he has skills. I mean, I remember I remember the science thing he, he did for the gathering. I remember that. But don't sit there and deny it, okay? Like, he's the one that helps provide power. He's the one that helped provide water. Like, mm-hmm. Where do you think they would be if Jack wasn't there? Yeah, sorry. Like him and Dal together did this. So don't sit and downplay what he's accomplished for the tribe. Where would they be without Jack? The same same place they are. No, no, no. No. Well, what Maggie and Sabine are saying, though, Jack's the closest thing they've had to being close to a scientist who's come up with so much. I'll bring up what I mentioned earlier about Tysan. They still don't know anything about her. She's so in this holistic medicine. I wouldn't even think, hey, maybe she knows. Wouldn't expect that Tyson would want anything to do with making a virus or want knowledge about it because it's not ballistic. They don't know if it is or not, so they're going to assume it's not. Well, I wouldn't have turned to Tyson now. I'd go to Jack, who probably the most clever of the tribe and the smartest right now. So it's, they're not over reliant on Jack. He's he's a go to guy. They're not putting too much faith in him. They're not downplaying the smarts either. That's who I turn to if I didn't know Tyson knew any of this. Because I just think, oh, she's all. Shrooms and herbs. Uh, let's break down, let's break this all down. Jack who looks stuff up on the computer. He, you know, he's shown he knows how his is proficiency. Well, yeah, and they found this in a, you know, a scientific like wherever it was. It was like a science building, right? Like if they're not going to think that it's just some herbs thrown together. Yeah, they're going to assume it's going to be something that a scientist. That's difficult. Yeah. Yes. And well. Jack is the closest thing to that. I mean, it is. it's not it's not Ryan's skill level. It's not KC's either. Of course no. not. And and Dal probably wouldn't know much about it because he's more he's more the medicine end, not the science end of things. It's essentially Jack's role. Jack's, Jack's essential title is the mad scientist. That's who I'd go to. Tyson is girls on a spiritual journey. Mm, that's very interesting. Yeah, my my vote goes for scientist over space cadet. Exactly. Sure. Okay, just to finish off, um, and what's everyone's thoughts about the possibility that the antidote needed multiple doses? Did that shock you at all? <laughs> no, I think it makes more sense than it being a cure-all. You know yeah. what I mean? If it just needed one dose, we yeah. would have seen adults. <laughs> exactly. I think so, yes. You, I always expect it to be a one done, one for the dramatic effect, and two for the fact that if it's one and done, the adults would not have died. Right. 
uh, multiple doses definitely makes makes sense. Like as in any pandemic, any any vaccination you look at, a lot of them for a long time were one and done. We're not one and done. There are multiples, even now. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense mm-hmm. in the future it would be that. Yeah, it's too convenient for a one and done. That makes sense. That is two doses, but I also want to know personally what type of how much it factors into like how healthy the person is how um i guess maybe just genetics of of just certain things yeah but at this point in time with the world being what it is at that point in in tribe world there is no way that genetics or health are anything they will will be able to look into and I, I think we have to assume that it affects everyone the same because it killed yeah, everyone. I agree. So, you know what I mean? Sure, some people might die quicker. Yeah, there you yes. go. There you go. Or have more severe, have a more severe response. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I think end game is death, no matter what. Yeah. And on that cheery note, let's bring series two, episode two, to a close. Thank you very much to the panel and to our special guest podcast of the day, Chad. If you are to be like Chad and take part in a future episode of Conversation on Eagle Mountain, then you can fill out our form over on our website, thetrap.co.uk, or send us a message over on our Facebook page. So we'll see you next time for season two, episode three. So until then, bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for having me. Bye.